Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, we are joined by a special guest to kick off the show. We were talking about this a little bit last week. Uh, I don't know. Where was it, Patrick, where they're having the wakeboarding uh, issues? Which uh, Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much. Is it- but specifically last week, we touched on a story coming out of Minnesota. Right. And uh, there was a, another story that popped up uh, my news feed uh, from the NMMA, National Marine Manufacturers Association, involving a proposed Senate bill out of Oregon. And it had uh, Mr. Chris Mitten's name attached to it from the NMMA. And uh, I want to thank Chris for joining us because out of the uh, 300 emails that I sent out to possible interviewees, Last week, he's the only one who responded. Well, so, there you uh, go. Well, uh, well, thanks for joining <laughs> us, or we apologize in advance, uh, Chris. Um, Excited and, to be here. Thank yeah, you. Well, thank you for uh, updating us accordingly. So, obviously, you've been following this issue quite a bit uh, through the NMMA. NMMA that's that's kind of one of the main things they do as an organization is watch out for our boating rights and stuff across the U.S., right? Yes, that's correct. So how did you get involved with this particular one, and how important is it to uh, voters across the country right now? Yeah, um, so I cover West Coast public policy for the National Marine Manufacturers Association. So everything west of Texas up to Montana is is kind of my jurisdiction to follow all things boating. Um, this is a, an issue that's been going on in Oregon for about a decade. Um, the first real restrictions on um, toad sports started back in 2010, where they uh, the Oregon State Marine Board banned wake-enhancing devices in boats. Um, so ballast bags, weights, things like that um, were banned since then. And then they've, they've kind of evolved since then with new regulations and new legislation. And this is just the, the latest iteration to um, restrict certain activities, types of boats, and things like that. Mm. They don't like nailing it. They're nailing yep. in no, uh, nails into each uh, into the coffin, one nail at a time. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how we've kind of seen these issues um, evolve nationwide. Is um, you know slowly starting, and you know you think you're going to be okay after one rule goes in, um, but they just kind of keep coming for more and more. Slippery yeah, well, slope for sure, Patrick. Yeah, well, going back to 2010, you know, the wake sports weren't as big as they are now. Yes, so. You know, they're they're. It seems that the legislators are trying to uh, catch up to where the marine manufacturers are in the way that uh, what they're what they are manufacturing in regard to wake sports. And one of the things that I saw as I researched into this is these these uh, 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 bills that went into effect going back even back to 2019, where this particular body of water, the Willamette River, the Newburgh Pool where it started to already restrict and shrink. And now they're looking at banning all toad sports on the Newburgh pool. Correct. Yeah. It's um, 
that what they're looking to do is restrict activities to boats under 5,000 pounds. Um, so right now, if you are a wake surfer or a wakeboarder, you need to have a towed sports endorsement and your boat has to be um, less than 10,000 pounds. If you want to wake surf, you are restricted to about three miles of about a 25 mile stretch of river. Um, and this legislation would require all folks uh, wanting to engage in towed sports to have that towed sports endorsement and have a boat that weighs less than 5,000 pounds. Um, so it's like, you know, taking somebody that wants to go snowboarding to a mountain, uh, but saying you can't use your snowboard. You can just kind of walk around here. Uh, I, I so got to ask Chris. Now, do you think this is just an issue of, uh, Oh, it's those pesky kids. We want those, uh, those hooligans out of our waterway. I mean, amongst the boating community, or is this outside influences playing a factor, uh, you know, like, uh, they just want to keep the, the, you know, the no noise down in a waterway or something like that. What, what, what kind of, you know, factors are, are working against each other on this, creating this issue? Yeah, the the proponents of these sorts of bills have have you know said cited things such as shoreline erosion, mm-hmm. um, uh, damage to invasive or excuse me um, endangered species, um, noise like you just mentioned, and and I think it is a little bit more of uh, just kind of a new sport with a lot of new boaters that may not you know be as um, experienced on the water and have the same respect and understanding for how to navigate on the water with other people out there. You know, one of the things we've seen in Oregon is when you put um, all those boaters into two, three miles or two, one mile stretches, you got a lot more congestion. You have a lot more issues Makes it worse. Um, and there's, it yeah. kind of makes it worse. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of, it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, it's got to be like the North sea um, within that three mile stretch, the North sea at Christmas time. I mean, it's got to be just absolutely horrible you can't even you wouldn't even be able to do enjoy the sport for all the other boats in that area creating the same type of condition yeah so i gotta ask too chris i mean so is the role that the nmma is uh playing is to try to help educate these uh legislative folks that are want to pass these rules and laws and like say hey you know be careful slow down a little bit pump the brakes because you know if you pass this rule it's going to create more problems and you're trying to fix and you're trying to consult with them or are you just trying to stop it all together i mean what is the role that you guys are taking yeah, great question. We we are definitely trying to work with legislators on on reasonable outcomes for for all boaters, right? Uh, we've partnered with the Water Sports Industry Association on a wake responsibly campaign that has three main principles: um, staying about two hundred feet away from shoreline, re- minimizing repeated passes, and keeping music at at, at reasonable volumes while operating boats. Um, we do know that there are a few bad actors out there that kind of sully the name of all boaters um, and we'd like to see stronger enforcement on existing rules that are in place um, that is one of the key things that we've we've heard throughout this process in oregon is is people continue to wake surf outside the designated zones or that they don't have their tote sports endorsement or things like that and um, greater enforcement i think would be beneficial in oregon and other places um, but our efforts with water sports industry association to continue the education push is, is a high priority for us moving forward. So it's yeah, education I, over legislation kind of approach, right? With the NMMA. Absolutely. Patrick, yes. what say you? I don't know if the uh, legislators are aware, but uh, Chris, you probably are. Boat manufacturers are going bigger <laughs> with wake sport boats, uh, going with wider beams, more displacement. In some cases, twin uh, inboard outboard or twin I, uh, inboard engines, you know, to, to, I mean, it's almost like they want to recreate, you know, pipeline or uh, Shopu, you know, the break in uh, Fiji out there. Uh, 
so, you know, I think there's, it, they definitely have to partner up. And I mean, there's got to be a, a, a balance there between, uh, I know this uh, proposed bill opened up to public opinion or public comment. What was the result of that? Yeah, there was a there was a lot of folks that opposed to this this legislation in Oregon. Um, about sixty five percent of the written testimony submitted to the committee uh, was in opposition. Um, during the committee hearing, the public testimony, it was about fifty five percent were opposed to the bill as well. Um, and so, you know, I, I think the community at large in that area is very opposed to any additional restrictions on the Willamette River. How effective is that public opinion? I mean, does it does it have any sway? Um, with the legislative bodies, has that been your experience? Generally, yes. Uh, I would say it's it's crucial and it's very important, and that's one of um, our roles as a national organization is to help organize, organize voters, um, provide them with the materials, the science, the background, um, and the platform to talk to their legislators, make it easy for them, and it's been effective for us nationwide. And how do our listeners it just? How do they? Are there is there a website? Is there a place where they can get alerts that things are going on in their area? Because oftentimes, as you mentioned, you know, we got new people coming into boating, especially in the last two years. Um, as you said, some of them may not be as aware or uh, may really not into that part of it. They just want to go out and have fun, but they have to realize that the impact that they're having and how to stay on top of these things and hopefully keep these. Uh, as we saw in Minnesota and what's going on in Oregon. So is there a central area website that gives alerts or how do our listeners stay in tune with what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the Boating United page at NRMA will help you um, stay up to date on all sorts of different leg- regulatory and legislative um, threats to boating access across the country, whether that's wake surfing bans, you know, uh, weight bans on boats or, you know, new restrictions on cleaning your vessel before uh, going into Lake Tahoe for AIS or things like that. Also would like to put in a plug for our Discover Boating platform, uh, which is all about education. Um, It's everything from as simple as, well, I guess it's not simple, but backing your trailer into a, uh, on a boat ramp or. um, It's not simple down here. Yeah. Yeah. Or cleaning your boat, things like that. So we have a lot of options. And it'll be uh, featured prominently next week at the Miami International Boat Show. Uh, because That's exactly right. They've rebranded it the Discover Boating Miami International Boat Show. So there you go, Chris. Uh, that's great information. Obviously, uh, it's important for any boater listening right now to get involved. It may not be in your backyard right now, but it's coming. And this is the kind of stuff that uh, NMMA uh, kind of monitors to kind of, you know, like I said, uh, keep us aware of when our boating rights are being infringed on. And that's one of the roles that you guys play. We appreciate you joining us on the World of Boating today. Thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it. There you go. We got more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I'm really excited to uh, check out these beautiful waters with you in a really cool way. All right. See that boat over there? Yeah. I think we're going to sail right? on it today. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. Here we go. Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. This is literally a dream. This is not- I know what you're thinking. Like, uh, how has the uh, Bachelor been doing? Have they went out on any uh, boating, uh, you know, romantic dates, overnight stays? They're the anything? only one that watches that Yeah, show. they still haven't done it yet, but it's coming. The overnight stays. When they get that, they're going to go out on a boat. I feel it. I just know it's, it's going to happen. It you see, just just so everybody understands, I tried to elevate the show. Well, yeah, look, yeah, the Valentine's Day is coming up. I'm just trying to make sure everybody is educated accordingly for the holiday. You know, got on your boat to come on to talk about you know this craziness with that going on in these areas, these municipalities, and you know, basically, I don't want to say it's an attack on boaters, but you know, because I don't want to use any type of, of language that's inflammatory or incendiary. But, but we're you know, multifaceted here on the world of boating, trying to cover all the bases, Barry uh, but, but, and uh, but, Patrick. Come on. But the Bachelor has nothing to do with boating, so let's Patrick. just... Yeah, I think it does. I think it does uh, indeed. You are, you are overruled, sir. Two to one. Mm, well, um, regardless, uh, our yeah. passengers are now more properly informed. And uh, one of the things we you know we were talking with Chris uh, off air, and Barry had a question that I had wanted to ask, but we we kind of really ran short on time. Yeah, and that was these areas. You know, what kind of erosion are they seeing? Right. You know, in these areas, what what's their shoreline comprised of? And the areas that have been left untouched, natural pristine, which is rocky, um, no erosion. 
Mm-hmm. But where they are seeing erosion is where people have built these homes on the water and have taken out all that natural protection, you know, to put in their beaches and their docks. So you're saying so, uh, the boaters are being blamed for a problem that they didn't create. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's all hogwash anyway. I mean, uh, this is a user issue uh like a user conflict issue you got the people with the bigger boats maybe you got people that are environmentally sensitive or the people with money they just want the riffraff off the waterways well usually those are all one in the same well right but but (laughs) also you know there's always going to be a few bad apples and if they put the marine patrols out there and they cited those bad apples and then they came in more than once and they confiscate their boats we wouldn't have that issue Right. But they always take the easy way out. It's easier to pass a law where the law abiding people will abide by that law than it is to spend money on Marine Patrol and actually patrol the areas. Well, we all know that, you know, this country in particular, if you don't like something, you can literally legislate it out of existence. True. In some cases, it drives it underground. In this case, it really wouldn't um, because there, you can't take a boat underground. Um so sure you can a submarine <laughs> that's underwater not yeah, underground well uh it's it's really getting involved staying involved and we know boaters are some of the most ardent environmentalists there are out there they want the waterways to stay clean and protected whether you fish whether you just go out for a day cruise whether you're out there wake surfing nobody wants to wake surf in contaminated water no you know nobody wants to surf it, it nobody wants to damage wildlife nobody wants to down here we're not looking to go out and and we're not aiming for manatees and things like that we love the environment we want to protect it but we want to be able to enjoy it as well within reason and when within reason gets shrunk down to an unreasonable level we don't want it to get to that point so yeah, stay you know- engaged it's stay engaged, you know, it comes down to politics, unfortunately, and most people don't want to have anything to do with it, which I totally understand, but I, you see it time and time again. And that's why the NMMA, uh, you know, is on the forefront for this, because honestly, most boaters don't want to get involved with this kind of stuff, or this is happening in some other waterway, doesn't affect me, I can go out on the weekend, go to my lake, go to my ocean waterway but, and it doesn't it does. well it does eventually it, it, you know if yeah, you ignore because, it uh it will come back and bite you in the ass so well, yeah one legislator one legislation in one state is going to see what passes in another when they see it pass then they do the same thing precedent it rolls along the yeah. precedent that's yes. what happens so that's why you need to pay attention to some of this stuff even the even if you're listening right now like golly god god i hate that kind of stuff we all do we, yeah. but but if you don't get your voice heard sometimes or at least don't support the nmma at least do what you can to support their efforts and, yeah. and uh, you know, help out when you can somebody who could have had uh, their voice heard this past week uh was this woman out in oklahoma any idea what the average temperature in oklahoma is right now mm. oh oklahoma uh, it's it's where you uh, go let's down. see uh, 30 degrees average uh, a woman floating on an air mattress on an mm. oklahoma lake was rescued after train engineers spotted her last week. Any idea she and a friend hopped on this air mattress to make their way to a boat out on the water. Uh, Hmm. The male friend that she was with uh, decided to swim back to shore or something like that. She's on the air mattress. Any idea how long she was on this air mattress? Anybody want to take a guess? Let's see. I would say three days. So however many hours that is. 
Greg, hmm. over and, over or under three days? Uh, in Oklahoma, on a lake in Oklahoma? On Lake Texoma in Oklahoma. Huh. Ah! I like wow. that. Okay, I'm going to go uh, 48 hours. That's two Bing, days. bing, bing. Two days. There you ah, go. Ah, look at that. Yeah. Thank you. I am a genius. So, uh, <laughs> it was, if it was the ocean, I'd say maybe days, but not on a lake. I mean, surely. The, yeah. the woman who identified herself simply as Connie um, to the train's crew said she'd been floating for two days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the was woman she was, in a bikini when this happened? Uh, they did not say um, how she was uh, naked, dressed, okay. dressed, but she was freezing when she was found. Her hands were cut up and bleeding, and she struggled to work, walk. Although the woman showed no signs of hypothermia, the crew was able to get her to the uh, second engine and warm her up. If there's any place to get warmed up, it'd be inside of a locomotive. Yeah, uh, I guess. Woo-woo. So, you know, they, they found her on the railroad tracks. <laughs> And then they were going to run her over like she was tied up like a damsel in distress in Oklahoma. Uh, yes, Greg, that's actually that's exactly loose. what happened. No, how? Her name, what, but I don't get the Connie. I don't get the purebred. I don't get the train thing. How did a train find her? Or people? I would train? say she probably floated by a trestle bridge. Is that what happened, uh, Patrick, or what? That's what I'm not understanding exactly about the story. The train crew members. The, they were heading south yeah. when an engineer noticed the woman floating on Lake Texoma. Okay, okay. so yeah. the train was so the, by the, the waterway the, somewhere. The, right. the, the, the crew brought bridge. the train to a stop and radioed the dispatcher to ask for emergency services. Mm-hmm. She was in said, a bikini. She had to be. <laughs> they wouldn't said, have stopped. Hey, you're not going to believe this. Um, but uh, Hey, there's a naked woman down on a raft. We, we've <laughs> been watching her for the last 30 minutes. We're not sure yeah. if she's... Alive, you better go check on her. <laughs> now, I, I, I'm going to venture to say there was probably some alcohol involved. Uh, yeah, that's one way to get their attention, that's, that's for sure. That, that's a guess on my part. But um, mm. but the guy was never to be found. He left her out there on a raft. Yeah, what a, yeah. What a, yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be celebrating big time uh, mm-hmm. on Tuesday. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater. We are threatened to be joined by Captain Rusty, believe it or not, here in a matter of moments. We'll see if that holds to be true. You've been warned. Or you can prepare accordingly. So uh, we've covered the story about the lady left at sea. It, it all worked out. She was saved and everybody lived happily ever after. I would imagine yes, we it, have a few other boating-related stories we can share with our passengers today. Do we not, Patrick? Uh, we do. And kind of go back to where we were at the beginning of the show. There is a uh, new bill that would require a boat safety course in Kentucky. Um, this is... Sadly, due to the death of this uh, this woman's uh, partner, um, uh, passed away in uh, June of 2021. Uh, he was out on the water. It doesn't say what the accident was, and I researched back when the story was first. You know, when this accident had never never really said what had occurred, but um, there are some, some things that kind of want to point out. 
Um, they did note in a story that 77% of recreational boating fatalities occurred on a vessel where the operator had no safety instruction whatsoever. So it kind of highlights some of what we were talking with Chris is, you know, get engaged, take that boat safety course, take that boater education course. Um, it, it's, if you take one or two things away from it, it's, it's going to be well worth it. Um, now they want to make that of course, mandatory in Kentucky. And as such, people would be required to carry a safe boating cert- certification card, uh, certification card on them while they're operating the boat or face penalties. Mm. Uh, right now in the state of Kentucky, as long as you're 18 years old, you can buy a boat, put it on the water, call yourself a captain, um, and away you go. So, well, we had that down here too, but it's uh, you have to be under a certain age, right? But here they're already with this proposed bill. They already start to water this thing down, and this is where I I I, I diverge on boater education. Uh, people have listened to the show. You know, I'm actually in favor of boat licenses, like a car light, like to drive a car. Good luck uh, with that. I know. Yeah, I didn't too say far. it was going to happen. But I'm in favor. Okay. All right. Well, we know where uh, Patrick stands on that. Uh, Rusty is going to join us. I see him on FaceTime now. He's coming up next on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? What will we do with a drunken sailor? This is the World of Boating. Gregor first mate, Captain Patrick Barry the Boater, and now Captain Rusty even with us as, uh, you know, we navigate the latest boating news and information. Rusty, where are you at? What are you doing, man? I am in Daytona at our dealership there. So uh, I'm hanging out here today. It's a fair. What do you got? Like fr- uh, fried Twinkies and uh, Oreos and, <laughs> Those and are good boats, too. I assume. <laughs> a little bit of everything? Or or what does that entail exactly? Well, well n- not a fair. I just said I'm at Daytona at, at our dealership. Oh, I thought you said uh, your dealership oh, fair. Yeah. Okay. No, no, we don't have a dealership fair. Well, uh, it should be. You should have, uh, you know, like rides and all kinds of things to kind of spice it up. It, there's another idea. That I, I'm I'm going to share with you maybe next well, th- time. Thank you. I, I owe you so much for <laughs> <Yeah>. these ideas. <laughs> yeah. He'll file them accordingly with all the others. Uh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't make any money off of your ideas, Greg. <laughs> My ideas. Yeah. The guy is now a boat dealer magnate, um, <laughs> and has yet to cut me in on any of the profits. Well, he he is uh, smarter he's gonna than send us. You a, he's going to send you a hat. Yeah. Well, uh, business is good, though. I assume is it? Yeah. No, no, business has been great. Uh, we bought a lot of used boats, about $2 million worth of used boats over the last year. So that's kind of what we've been doing. Hmm. We've gotten a lot of pontoons in, um, some what, other brands, what, not so much. I wait, I was going to go se- to Miami. What, 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 Barry, what say you? He, I was going to try to sell him my boat, but he didn't want it. Well, now I don't know. Used boats. Are you buying them or are you just getting them like on trade-in for new vessels there, Rusty? No, no we, we were actually, for a little while, we were actually buying them. Really? Okay, because yeah, I mean, uh-huh. you hear these reports with uh, used cars are selling for more than new cars do. Is that the same yeah. thing you're seeing with the boats? Is that why you're doing this? Yeah, it's interesting. If you go into like NADA, you know, and look up the price of your boat for right now, and then you 
backdated a year, you can change the date of the book and you go back a year, it'll be la- le- tremendously uh, less. I mean, not just a little bit less, but a year ago, it's worth a lot less than it is right now. Hmm. Well, like what percentage? Would you? Is there a general percentage, you think, or what would you 300%, say? 300%. I'll give you an idea. Yeah. The, the other day, I did uh, a 30 Calypso, I mean, a 26 Calypso, yeah. and it's it's listing right now. At one fifty four, something like that, two thousand nineteen, uh-huh. and I went back a year ago and it listed at one ten. Wow! Wait, don't don't you have a calypso? Rusty? I do, I do, <laughs> and it's for it sale for one fifty four. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Captain Rusty is a boat flipper. Uh, you know, maybe it could be a new TV show coming uh, to a channel near you. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I, I don't want to sell my boat, but I am packing to go to Miami. I, I leave on Tuesday morning. Yep. Okay. You're going to be there the whole week working uh, working your booths? I'll, I'll work Chris Craft and Cobalt, go by Stingray. Yeah. Um, I always go by I always go pa- by Patrick's booth, and, Patrick's booth and see my girlfriend. Okay. which is, Who is that exactly? I, or should I ask? Oh, Ashley. I go see Ashley every Okay. Every All right. I was yeah. going to say. I, I didn't know if that was a loaded question or you you know you know you know she's married now right Rusty <laughs> you know it has interfered a little bit with our relationship uh-huh. okay okay he's a true voter he knows how so to we're going to be down there Friday <laughs> so we'll see you too all right well you've been warned when to stay away Rusty now exactly. you know okay so I mean do you expect to sell uh, boats at the uh, Miami Boat Show next week too or how, what are you yeah. thinking going in. You know, I think we'll sell probably one or two of Chris Craft. Chris Craft, I sold uh, a couple, a Chris Craft and a Cobalt at Fort Lauderdale. I think we will sell them there. I mean, the big deterrent, of course, with, with Chris Craft is just the wait time to get the boat. Yeah. Uh, Cobalt's not as bad. Like I said, pontoons are coming in pretty regular. So if you were going to buy like a 35 Calypso right now, it's really going to be a year. I mean, mm. in all honesty, it's it, you're not going to get it till maybe January, February next year. Right. That's hard for people to buy. Sure. I mean, are they just like putting down deposits to get in line, so to speak? That's what they could do. Maybe slots. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris, Chris craft did announce an expansion of manufacturing facility. Correct. They, they have, they're just not there yet. So Mm -hmm. they're they're not, not what what does that mean? They've opened up another plant or something or what? Oh, they got to build it first. Yeah. Is that it? (laughs) Rusty, <laughs> they just announced plans to open a new plant. Is that what uh, is going on, or what? Yeah, that, and that you know they need to. They're I think they're producing a pretty small number of boats. Just for all the reasons we talk about every time, but uh, they're they're doing what they can. But the small dealers through this are the ones who suffered. I think the the most are the small manufacturers. You know, Regal and those guys have done a great job. Uh, Cobalt's done a good job. Those, but but Chris Craft. You know, normally produce about 400 boats a year, and they've struggled to get engines and parts because they're not the big big dog in the game, right? Got it. Be- because we got them all, Rusty. That's right. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they, they got out in Orlando. You stop by, see Patrick. He'll get you an engine, whatever you need. <laughs> right. Because so, we're, we're, probably, we're probably building about 3,500 a year. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but Rusty, you're in Daytona today, and, and so exactly what are what is the event going on? It's a dealer 
showcase no, or what? So, so we own a dealership in Daytona as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, who's the manager here, decided he wanted some sort of freaking vacation. Ah, or, you know. And so, so you're uh, the substitute salesperson today. They they, they send corporate <laughs> down here. Ah, okay. And so. So now I, I'm just sitting here walking around asking people what they are doing. That's, uh-huh. that's my job. Hey, okay. Are you, right. are you guys doing anything there in preparation for speed weeks and the Daytona 500? You got any promotions going on? Any NASCAR stars that are going to be coming by? Uh, we, we don't. I don't get it. Why, why would you do this? Just for I, promotional I, stuff, Patrick? What are you saying? Where are you going with this? Fast cars, fast boats. It's Daytona. Oh, okay. It's, February? What are you kidding me? All right, Take so he's throwing on beach, you uh, drive on the beach. He's throwing you some promotional ideas that you probably so, didn't so think about. I guess Patrick, Maybe. Patrick will like this idea. I, I had a I had a good idea today. Is, yeah. And Patrick knows for the Facebook page for Disappearing Island, I control that, and so and it's got like eighty thousand followers now. Wow. And I don't do any promotion with it, but I think I'm going to have since I own the logo, I'm going to have Disappearing Island T-shirts printed this year, mm-hmm. promoted on the thing, and they have to come to the dealership to pick up a T-shirt. Okay, that's not bad. And Disappearing Island is where? Can't find it. Ponce Inlet. Because <laughs> I'm guessing there's a few of them. Uh, but but you're yeah. picking, you're zeroing in on one particular Disappearing uh, Sandbar. No, it's the uh, one that's known as Disappearing Island. It's yeah. it's actually patented, trademarked, copyrighted. You name it, Rusty owns it, along with Ponigator, which <laughs> I'm still I'm still waiting for the Ponigator uh, shirts, but oh, I don't think they're ever going to arrive. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> sound right. I, I never forget, Rusty. <laughs> you, you, you don't. You don't let me live it down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I like the promotional idea. I mean, you know, getting behind that. If you already got that many followers for Disappearing Island, make the best of it. Now, what? What oh, about yeah. the Miami International Boat Show? Do you expect it to be uh, different because they're moving back to the convention center? We talked a little bit about this uh, last week, and now they've renamed it the Discover Boating Miami International Boat Show. Are you excited about the changes, or you think it'll be? Uh, you know, much to do about nothing as far you know, as compared to la- years the past. The last time I, I went, the first boat show I went to was in the convention center. And that was before I was a dealer. That was Florida by water days. And that time, you know, I didn't know much about it. So I have no idea what to expect. I do know that we've changed from wearing like a polo and shorts to wearing uh, khaki pants, a white shirt and a blue blazer. Mm. And oh, so you'll be sweating. <laughs> no, yeah. well, it's cool uh, down there right now. You live down there, Barry. It's well, yeah, hot. but it, it will be if he's outside, but inside it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to the commercials down here, and the music they're playing has a Miami Vice theme to it. Just saying. Really? Okay, the, yeah. bo- the boat commercials, I hope. The boat commercials okay. for the boat show, yeah. All right. Okay, well, uh, there you go. So there, yeah, he's supposed to dress up as what Crockett or Tubbs? Is that what you saying? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have your uh, color coordinating for your blazers, a pair. Yeah, yeah, you got to wear your shoes without socks. Right. You know. Well, I mean, they're playing up the changes pretty heavily uh, for this year, so uh, it'll be interesting no, no, no. to see if we can see see it for ourselves or if that's just a bunch of hype. I don't know. Hold if on. you're going, if you're going to the boat show, wear socks. Be be considerate. Take your shoes off before you get in the boat. Do not get in the boats with your stinky bare feet. Hmm. Really? Harry? What? They expect you to wear socks? Yes. You can't wear socks with boat shoes. That's dorky. Hmm. Well, then call me dorky. 
Hey, okay. I, I will tell Captain you, Dorky. I had my shoes stolen in, on uh, Bayside one year at the boat at the boat show. Yes, so, you did. So don't You've wear expensive shoes. <laughs> yeah. When you're going yeah. on the boats and touring the boats, uh, and you have to take them off and just leave them there, yeah, you, know, you might come back and go. Trust me, no one's well, no one's stealing my right. my worn out uh, smelly loafers. Couple, yeah. couple things: don't wear your really nice boat shoes. But if you do, when you take them off, and some booths may have the uh, little booties. I know we did that the last couple years we were down there, which seemed to go over really well. I mean, because a lot of people didn't want to take off their shoes, mm. so we provided booties. Booties. Uh, All right. Well, yep. I think uh, Barry's Barry's pretty safe. No one's gonna. No one's going to steal those Crocs, those pink Crocs he wears every year. (laughs) More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast ariel you're under a lot of pressure down here scuba diver and the Uh, 
Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, Barry, as a boater, uh, what say you? Um, remember we talked about Jeff Bezos? I think it was Jeff Bezos' boat last week, the sailboat? Yes, that monster, uh, 400 yeah. foot something or crazy. What, huge. When I just heard that song, I was thinking, I wonder who the uh, person's going to be that has to climb into a bosun's chair and get yanked all the way up to the top of that sail. Or that mast to fix something. I don't know, but now now the, the residents of Rotterdam, they're planning on pelting his boat with rotten eggs. That's easily just, solved with drones, Barry. Just, that's, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Amazon just, drone. Just, Take just care of that. stop. You know. What? Uh, Let him go no, boating. Have, just because yeah, he has a ton to, of money, more money than God, he can still look, go boating. If he, if he pays to have the, the bridge temporarily removed it was already done just a few years ago mm-hmm. it's not he's not asking them to do anything that hasn't already been done and they'll fix it up a little there. more and Maybe. you know it, yeah. and you look at the impact of you know that boat being there for the retrofit and stuff like that and you know the money that it's going to bring in to the you know just everybody take a breath I just I can't know. imagine I, what it would be like all the way up on top of that mast. I'll tell you what, to fix something. Captain Patrick, uh, <laughs> that brown nosing to Jeff Bezos is not going to get you a free Amazon <laughs> Prime membership. I'm just, I'm just saying well, it. Neither, neither, is, neither is yours to Elon Musk because, Greg, hmm. we all know how you love pickup trucks that aren't actually pickup trucks. Uh, <laughs> case in point, the, the the Chevy Avalanche that you had and. The uh, current Honda Ridgeline, and we know you got your eyes on the Tesla Cybertruck. We know you think that that's all neat and stuff like that. And there is a company. This story was posted on worldofboating.com and mm-hmm. on the World of Boating Facebook page. There is a company that wants to turn the Tesla Cybertruck into a boat. So they're going to put a prop on the back. No. Okay. You are going to the it's it's the newly announced Cybercat Catamaran. Really? That that has been Patrick, de- what are you doing? I, I don't know. I'm stumped. <laughs> Go it's ahead. gonna be it's gonna be an internet operated that means some virus will tell it to uh turn to port and head to shore. The the concept consists of an easy to assemble kit that can attach the Cybertruck and turn it into a power catamaran. Hmm. Oh, I could see Greg buying one of those and then it calling is, up saying, I can't understand how this goes together. It is equipped to with one to five 50 kilowatt outboard motors, which will be wow. powered by the Cybertruck's battery pack. Hmm. Combined with the Cybertruck's adaptive air suspension, the concept could potentially make the Cybercat amphibious. Wow, that sounds pretty cool. So there are, this story, as I said, is on the worldboating.com and World of Boating Facebook page, which we would greatly appreciate it if you check those out and, uh, of course, pay a special attention to our sponsors. I, I, but, I can't um, understand how the battery pack, when it hits salt water, what's going to happen. Because mm. the other Tesla cars, the battery packs are a flat pack 
underneath I, the car. I, I I think the plan is for this thing never to hit the water. That's the whole idea behind boating, Barry. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Is that it's it it's well it's the well water. On, it's well on <laughs> yeah. top of the framework on these sponsons, according to the uh, the pictures that I that I'm looking at. Um, oh, okay. So you'll boat you you bolt sponsors on each side of it, and then basically, you drive ba- it in. yeah, basically okay. you you say. So I would imagine it would be if I was doing this, sponsons would be already pre-assembled. You'd have it in the water. You basically drive the truck up onto it, and it gets locked in place, uh, like you would getting on a ferry. Um, then you plug in uh, for the power source. Um, ah, okay, and away you go with the uh, either you have one or five of these fifty kilowatt. Uh, outboard motors that would attach to the rear and uh it sits very very high up off the water um looks like it could even be a uh foiling type of concept as well based on one picture that i'm looking at mm-hmm. so uh greg if you haven't put down your uh deposit on a cyber truck go get it all right i'll go get we, it because you know who told me i'll tell you who told me Magic. yeah he told me i should go yeah. get one <laughs> and we need we're, we're running out of material to make fun of you about so. now we could we could take uh, a bunch buy a bunch of cans of expandable foam and just put it in the bed of this truck and he'll float <laughs> i mean there's not much metal to worry about so it's pretty no lightweight. not nothing no. um i wanted to go back to the story that we were talking about this uh, proposed boat safety bill in kentucky and I know you kind of had to cut that short because Rusty jumped in for the first time in nine years. So why let me continue with a very important story to talk with Rusty about some nonsense, but I appreciate that. Uh, so <laughs> the problem that I have when they, they get all riled up for these boat safety measures is for me, it's either go big or, or don't go at all. If you're going to go in, give it some teeth, don't water it down. And it, I hate bumper. You're doing that on purpose, Greg. What are you doing? <laughs> they already started to water so. this thing down to where it won't have any effect whatsoever. That's uh, my point. The music is playing you off, Patrick. So <laughs> I hate you. We're going to have to wrap it up uh, this week. Every Just in the nick of time. Many people yeah. are thinking. And on that note, remember whether it is sail or motor, life, life is, is better, better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.